Welcome to the Financial Flossing Podcast with Ross Brannan, guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. Ross Brannan is a financial advisor who knows it's not just about your teeth. He helps dental practice owners protect and maximize today's cash flow to plan for tomorrow's cash needs. Find him at rossbrannan.com. On the show, he brings together experts to help dental professionals looking to make smart money decisions to grow their income, turn their retirement goals into reality, and improve their lives. And now, here's your host, Ross Brannan. Welcome to the show. My guest today is Annette Woods. Annette worked for over 35 years as a dental hygienist, where she gained the skills and knowledge necessary to make a career switch to bookkeeping. She now runs her own bookkeeping firm aimed at serving the dental industry. Annette, thanks for coming on. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So let's jump right in. You went from 35 years as a hygienist to bookkeeping. That's quite a change. Talk a little bit about that decision to make the switch. <laughs> well, yeah, it was a big decision and it was a big life change. Um, it came about when my husband passed away and I felt I wanted to be at home more for my son. He was entering high school and I just kind of have a different mind frame when someone passes away. And I thought, well, you know, I have been in dentistry since I was 12 years old. My mom was an, a dental office manager and I had, was going into the office helping her. And I, I just couldn't see myself not being in dentistry. So with my husband being in business, I knew about bookkeeping and the two just seemed to fit together. And that's how the idea came about. Wow. Well, it takes a lot of guts to make a jump like that. So kudos to you for doing so. And of course, I think we said before, you have more flexibility as a business owner than you do as a hygienist. I mean, you're starting at 7 a.m., booked out six months in advance. So yes. the quality of life is probably better too. It is different. I do have more flexibility. I work just as much though, being a business owner, I might be up till midnight. Right. Um, but yes, my time is more flexible and that's what was needed and I'm loving it. So what did you learn about the dental industry as a hygienist that helped you the most as a bookkeeper? I speak their language. So most CPAs, bookkeepers, they talk a language that dentists don't relate to. I understand what's going on in the office. I understand what the dentist is experiencing and I know how to talk the language. I know what's coming through the books. I know what's coming, what Patterson on their invoice, what it's saying, just everything it comes together. And so a dentist appreciates when I talk his language and not the CPA's language. Yeah, I bet that helps that a lot. Now, was there anything especially challenging about making uh, the change, the career change? Probably in the beginning was credibility and building that credibility of them understanding that I knew what was going on. You know, with my training, I did work with a dental consulting firm for a while to get more insight in how I could help dentists. I did a lot of research, writing a lot of blogs, and just slowly building that credibility of helping clients one at a time. And adding that personal touch and being invested in that client helped me to build that credibility. So yeah, that was my biggest challenge. And obviously that's helped because you have clients all over the country now, right? I do. Arizona, I'm in um, Oregon, New Jersey, 
Florida. Yeah, all over. It's fun. That's fantastic. So when you deal with dentists, you mentioned that you're always keen to talk about the three things you identify as the as killers of a dental practice. Yes. Cash and credit, taxes and regulation, and bad bookkeeping. Let's talk about all three of those in order, starting with cash and credit. I like to say cash flow is king. From your perspective, why is not having a solid cash flow such a killer? And feel free to add any real life experiences you may have encountered. Well, definitely. I say ditto to cash is king. And you can't do anything if you don't have a cash flow. I talk to my clients about getting the mindset of hoarding your cash. I also talk to them about opening a line of credit while you have good credit. Because when that opportunity comes along and you need to invest in some equipment and you don't have the cash flow, a lot of times when you go to get that line of credit or you need that money, it's not there and you cannot grow your practice. Or when unexpected things come up like COVID, you don't have that cash flow and you find yourself in a position of not being able to pay the things that you need to pay. That is the lifeline of your business is your cash flow. So not having it, yeah, that is one of your biggest killers. Yeah, that cash is, oh my gosh, it's a big deal. I mean, having enough of a rainy day fund, not only personally, but in business, is just a big deal. I mean, and we saw that obviously spring of 2020 when shutdowns happened, things like that. So now talk about taxes and regulation. Okay, well, taxes and regulation, probably your tax bill is your biggest expense that you're going to experience in your um, dental practice. And it should not be a surprise. I tell my clients, you need to have a CPA or a tax planner, someone that is going to be with you throughout the year, the first quarter, the second quarter, planning for those taxes, making adjustments, because it can change from quarter to quarter. What you're paying for taxes should not be a surprise, and you should be saving for that having a plan, investing for it. It should not jump up on you and suddenly you have no cash to pay that. Um, So important. And I can't emphasize enough to have one that specializes in dentists, that understands how a dental practice works, what they can get you, what, how the taxes and regulations work. You don't need Joe down the road doing your taxes. It, it's the same thing. If you have a heart problem, are you going to go to a generalist or a specialist? No, you're going to go to a specialist, a cardiologist. And I recommend the same thing in dentistry. You need to have a CPA that specializes in dentistry. Well, and as you mentioned offline before we uh, started recording is, a CPA who does tax planning, which I've had numerous podcasts about that. And it sounds like you're in agreement with me that a tax planning CPA is definitely worth looking for. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. I have had where I've changed clients to a tax planning CPA and they have saved them from $45,000 to $100,000 in one year. If you don't believe me, you can see it in my reviews it makes a difference. You need to have someone that does planning for you. We call it them being proactive and not reactive and just trying to fix the train wreck after it happens. So, so worth your time to seek out one of those CPAs. And so the last of these three is bad bookkeeping, which, you know, that's a big deal with a lot of dentists selling their practices to DSOs. 
your bookkeeping is more important than ever. And so talk about some of the bad bookkeepings. In fact, if you have, give us an example of a bad bookkeeping that you had to clean up or deal with. Uh, where to begin? <laughs> um, yes, this is my favorite one. And bad bookkeeping, I think, personally, is the worst of the three killers because everything is based on your bookkeeping. All the decisions that you make for the health of your business, what your CPA does with your taxes, it's all based on the bookkeeping. I see so many dentists that think, oh, my office manager, she can do the bookkeeping. It's just adding some information. It's them using QuickBooks and not understanding how it works. I've seen where the expenses were put in the books three times over because they didn't know what they were doing. They weren't getting credit for interest. They paid on loans. I could go on and on and on. You really need to adopt a 21st century mindset with your bookkeeping. And you also need to have a professional that knows dentistry that knows how to organize your books. So yes, a bank can understand what's going on in your practice. A bank should be able to go to your financial records and see what you're spending to be in that building, what you're spending for dental supplies versus lab supplies. Are you able to meet your obligations monthly for your bills? All that needs to show up with proper bookkeeping. Most bookkeeping back in the day, it just showed your expenses and your revenue. It was just cash basis, which can very easily be manipulated. If you're not paying your lab bill for four months, it's not going to reflect what you were doing in August versus October. So yes, good bookkeeping is so, so important. So those are the three big killers, cash and credit taxes and regulation and bad bookkeeping. What about any silent killers? Are there any sources of financial stress that dentists might not be aware of, but still affects their bottom line? Well, I think part of it is having good procedures set up, good internal controls set up. You have to have things documented well. Um, when I talk about internal controls, dentists can be very trusting or sometimes they don't want to know. And fraud is actually a, a big part of dentistry. Do you know that 60% of dentists will um, be a victim of fraud? And it's because a lot of them, they don't have those internal controls set up and they don't, they don't want to admit it or look into it. And I could tell you story after story of just my own experiences with fraud in the dental office. Wow. That's kind of scary when you think about it. So do you see a difference in older established practices versus newer practices and some of the challenges? I think the newer practices, they're more open to using technology and having things set up and procedures setting up, you know, having those um, insurance payments going straight to the bank versus the older practices. Sometimes it's hard to break them of older habits, um, having the insurance checks come to the office recording them the old way, going to the bank, depositing them. There's so many procedures where things can get lost, not done. And so I see it as more of a challenge that way. Yeah, that's interesting. So obviously as a financial advisor, I often help dentists who are too busy focusing on the, on the patients and their, and, their, and their practice finances to really do help their with their personal finances. And they kind of 
hire me to coach them and help them and advise them on what to do with their personal finances, just like when someone hires you in that regard of their practice. But do you find that when they hire you, sometimes they want to delegate to you too much and still play what I call the ostrich with the head in the sand scenario? Oh, most definitely. They think you have a magic wand and you're going to do everything without their help and it's all going to be okay. I still need them to be involved. I still need them to know what's going on. Yes, I'm going to do the heavy lifting of getting things recorded, looking at those financial reports, being helping them see what's going on, but I still need you to get me the information. I still need you to delegate your office manager to do this. We still need to set up procedures. You still need to be involved and know what's going on. And that's protection for you too. I'll tell you the dentists that I have experienced that have had fraud in their office is because the staff knows they have no clue what's going on up front. You need to be involved and know what's going on. Even though you're not in there physically doing it and you have to delegate, you are you have chosen to be a business owner. If you don't want to do any of that, then just go be an associate somewhere and take home a paycheck. You still have to know what's going on. So yes, yeah. I do experience that. So besides a good team of bookkeepers like you and your team, who else should a dentist rely on to make sure they're saving as much money as possible and handling their finances well? Well, I have worked with several dentists that have a team and they have consultants like yourself and they have their CPA and they have me. The consultants that they work with are actually, they work with us when I do their payroll. They give me information on how many taxes we're going to have taken out, what we're going to do with their 401k. They work with them on that personal level, what they should be saving and doing. And then the CPA, of course, with the taxes and the regulations and everything, it has to be teamwork and you need to work together. And and I love when all that comes together. That's really, really good. So tell me about this. This tends to be a little bit of a hot button issue here. The end of the year, the dentist has $300,000 in his checking account, uh, his business checking account, or whatever the number is. He only needs $50,000 in there. And all of a sudden the dental equipment guy comes down to try and sell them a piece of equipment that would be cool, would be helpful. And so what is your perspective on end of the year equipment purchases? I have mine. What's yours? Well, first of all, I'm not the expert on that, but you're going to want to know what your return on an investment is going to be. Even if it's a, a cool piece of equipment, we don't need to spend money to spend money. You need or as, to I like your- to, as I like to say, spend the dollar to save 37 cents. Right. So you need to see what is the tax savings going to be, if any. You need to be talking to your consultant. Is there a better way to invest that money? Is that equipment really going to give you more return on your investment than you would have by investing it somewhere else? So all of that needs to be looked at. Yeah, you don't want to get that shiny new equipment syndrome too, when you really don't need it. Uh, Now, some things are, you really do get a return on investment and maybe the end of the year is the time to invest. And that's where you need to consult the experts. Don't make that decision on your own. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's good advice. So a couple things. I'm a big reader. Have you read any good books lately? Is there any books you recommend? 
Any good books? Well, most of mine are bookkeeping. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. I guess that's probably what somebody wants in a bookkeeper. What about this? This is kind of a, a little bit of a vague question, but what's the best advice you ever received? The best advice, you know, for me, it is just be humble and try to help people. And if you keep that in mind, you're going to be successful. And for me, that is pretty much how I try to run my practice is with the goal of helping. Because if I give to get, you know, give without wanting to get, it, it does come back to you. And I try to be humble because I'm always learning. I don't know it all. And my clients teach me a lot too. Yeah, that's good. What would you say the phrase financial health means to you? Financial health means not having to worry so much, being able to realize your dreams. Dreams don't always mean having the big house. Uh, for me, dreams might mean retiring early or having that extra time to spend with your family. Uh, financial health is not having to work 80 hours a week just to keep what you have. Well, I like the sound of that. So how can listeners connect with you if they want to? There's several different ways. You can go to my website at bookkeepingaesthetics.com. And um, I have my phone numbers there, my emails there. You can also schedule right from my website, a consultation with me. It's free and, and we can find out if we're a good fit or if you just have some bookkeeping questions. I'm happy to answer some of them. I have people call me all the time and just ask some questions. You can see me on Facebook. I'm at uh, facebook.com slash bookkeeping aesthetics. Those are probably some of the best ways. I'm also on LinkedIn, Annette Bjornstead Woods, RDH. That's great that you're that open to even talk to people who aren't clients. And, and so, so it's bookkeeping aesthetics, which is A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C-S dot com. So a bookkeeper, the right bookkeeper, a good bookkeeper is worth their weight in gold. So guys, if you need, if you don't like your bookkeeper, if you don't think your bookkeeper is that good, or you just need a new one or need one in general, because you, you've been doing it yourself forever, it's probably time to consider upgrading and dealing with a bookkeeper. So obviously, Annette's somebody you should consider. Annette, this has been really, really enjoyable. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. All right, guys, this has been the latest episode of the Financial Flossing Podcast with Ross Brennan. We will see you next week. This has been another episode of Financial Flossing with Ross Brannan, guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. For more on Ross Brannan, visit rossbrannan.com. Registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS, OSJ, 3664 Coolidge Court, Tallahassee, Florida, 32311, 850-562-9075. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. North Florida Financial is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. California Insurance License Number 0L10073. Arkansas Insurance License Number 1613932. 2021 
1195.35, expires 423. That last part can also say 2021-119535, expiration April 2023. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS, Guardian, or North Florida Financial, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professionals regarding your individual situation. Ross is a registered representative and financial advisor at Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS, OSJ, 3664, Coolidge Court, Tallahassee, Florida, 32311-850-562-9075. Securities, products, and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRASI. IPC, financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. North Florida Financial is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. Arkansas Insurance License Number 16139032. California Insurance License Number 0L10073. 2022 1323336. Expiration 0124. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.